Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for personal growth based on the works of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Berndt Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. So, Rob, are you ready to feel some guilt and shame over the holidays? <laughs> Never let it be said that we shy away from difficult topics. Yes. Um, the holidays are coming, and I think the biggest, uh, two biggest emotions that we deal with, besides anger, what we dealt with in the last episode, are guilt and shame. Yeah. And uh, we have, if you feel guilty that we aren't, at, with our family around the holidays, if we are, and if we are with our family, that we haven't lived up to their expectations. Um, we may feel uh, shame that we're not making enough money or doing enough or not having the relationship yet that we wanted. And so it really, the holidays are really a great opportunity for us to see what's triggering us, uh, triggering us so we can see what's inside and transform it. And then this week, we're talking about guilt and shame. Yeah. So, uh, just like all emotions, there are three levels uh, that we study and teach about emotions. The, f- the first one is the biological level that simply states that the- these emotions have an adaptive function for mm-hmm. us and that there are brain structures that help us survive and, and help us navigate the world through this emotion uh, emotional reaction that we have to the world. The second level is the psychosocial level, which means our personal experience with the emotion. How do we deal with it? How do we use it? How do we, uh, you know, kind of come to terms with these powerful emotions in our lives? And how we, we learn by witnessing how others deal with them when we were little. Big time. And then the third one is a spiritual level, which takes the power of emotion to a whole new level. And um, in this call, we're going to focus on the second level. And, you know, I I just have to say, religion has a lot of guilt and shame (laughs) in it, but we're not talking that spiritual. We're talking about true spirituality. Spirituality and religion are two different uh, things. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, let's focus on the psychosocial level so that it, people can use some of this information in their personal everyday lives. So I want to just talk about the difference between guilt and shame because a lot of people, can they overlap. Mm-hmm. And the guilt is really something that you feel bad for something you did, some kind of behavior. And shame is you feel bad about who you are, your identity. They, so guilt is I did something wrong and shame is I am wrong. So as you could see, guilt is a, like lighter than shame is really this, this wrongness. And um, over the years, I've worked with so many people and they have this kind of feeling of they don't deserve to have good things in their life. And it comes mm-hmm. from this deep shame. And, and I want to say that everyone feels it to some level. We've all had a, like an experience of it. Some people feel it more than others. So it's not that there's something you know broken in you. It's a natural emotion. And so... Why do we have these emotions in the first place? What, where, where do they get um, yeah. instilled in us? Well, you know, as social animals, we need that 
uh, guilt and shame. Otherwise, we do terrible things to each other. Mm-hmm. And so they serve a, kind of by that bonding purpose that it, it helps us... Uh, have empathy for others. Have empathy and, and have trust mm-hmm. you know, with each other. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we understand that this other person has guilt and shame, we tend to trust them because we have guilt and shame and we experience it in our own mind. And the only people that don't have it are psychopaths, people that really are sociopaths that really don't have the capacity for empathy. So we definitely don't want to lose it. We don't want to get rid of it. That's right. Because it helps us uh, take care of other people in a way. Yeah, and and we'll have and to ourselves. do a, a separate call on that one. <laughs> but, but also, like when we're kids, that's how our parents really disciplined us, is you did something bad. And then they would shame us, and then we'd feel guilty because we let our parents down. Yeah, it starts very early. And they say, you're a uh, bad, you're being a bad boy, you're being a bad girl, versus what you did was bad. <laughs> and I'm sure the new modern parenting is different, but when we were kids, most of us dealt mm-hmm. with the, you're bad, stop being a bad boy, stop being so bad. Well, even if you're told to be a good boy and that you're a good boy or girl, yeah. that implies that there's a bad way to do things and... So the reward and punishment for yeah. when you're good. And then the be- the worst is when you everyone else in the family of the other siblings, they were good. So they got the extra cookie and you were bad. So they withdrew that cookie. And so we start to feel that when I'm bad, it hurts and bad things happen to me if I don't behave in a certain way. Yeah. So if we think about our early childhood experiences in our family, mm-hmm. especially with our parents, we start to see that that guilt and shame had a very powerful conditioning impact on our life. Then they went on into school, obviously, because then the teachers would use some of the same techniques. The dunce hat, <laughs> yes. sit in the corner. Yes. And now what happens is as... as we have this incredible, powerful mind. We internalize our parents' voice and our teacher's voice. Actually, this is what you, uh, Freud called the superego. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very simple way to understand what he meant by the superego. Is that there that internal moral code of you should not do that. You should be a nice person and not don't be mean don't steal don't harm yeah that that's the superego uh in Jungian terms it uh i think Jung pretty much went along with that he didn't really dispute the superego idea but he saw it more as kind of going into the unconscious Mm. meaning just kind of we absorb it into our personal unconscious and and we just assume that we're hearing our own ego voice mm-hmm. but in reality if you if you dig a little deeper you hear your mother's voice <laughs> and your yes. father's voice don't be a disappointment and your teacher's voice why can't you be like jimmy <laughs> Yes, and uh, I think it's all. If you think of Jung in terms, we have a persona that we want to seem like we're good people, that we do good, we do good, uh, we we are good, um, we are um, proud. You know, that's the opposite of shame is pride. Um, so what we do is then 
we use it as a tool to regulate our behavior. And we think that's the only way that if we don't stay on top of this big feel guilty or shaming ourselves, that we're not going to change. And we do this in three ways, three different areas of our life. Uh, this idea of this socially constructed success in different areas. So for relationships, if you're married and you have children and you're happy and you're not divorced, there's a certain, you're good, you're good, you did it right. Or your career, if you have money and you don't have debt, and then you're good. And then with health, it's really terrible what's happening in with um, weight loss is that there's a shame about being overweight mm-hmm. and they call it fat shaming. And they think, well, if you shame someone enough, they're going to you know, lose uh, the diet or if you shame yourself. So we use shame and guilt all the time. If you think about even just dieting, how many times have you shamed yourself for um, you know, you weighed yourself and you were like, oh, I'm gaining 10 pounds. And then you go, I'm going to eat healthier. And then you feel guilty because you had a, a dessert. And then you're just doing that shame and guilt cycle all the time. The same thing with career. I'm not making enough money. I'm not uh, doing as well as I should be. I, I hear this a lot from women. I'm, you know, 40 years old, 50 years old. I should be farther ahead in my career than I am. And so we should all over ourselves. <laughs> I heard that before. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> and, uh, and so the shame and guilt is yeah. comes in. And, and then we go home to our family. And what do they say? Gee, how's your business going, Deborah? Um, how you look like you lost weight? Like we praise people who look like they lost weight, and then we shame mm. people. Like, are you sure you should eat that uh, apple pie, Susie? You know, are you sure you should do that? And so we 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 think it's external when we go home to our family, but they're just reflecting back what's going on in our mind. Yeah. And this is not to blame our parents and our teachers, obviously, because it's all their fault. (laughs) (laughs) They're playing out their own conditioning from Mm -hmm. their parents and their teachers. And so it's a long chain that goes back to infinity. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we want to do is we want to understand how pervasive this internalizing voice is, because like you said, it impacts our relationships our careers, our health. And, and we're chasing this thing that some way, someday, we're not going to feel guilty and sh- guilt and shame anymore. And so we, it's like we do it to, we, we make a, a motivating factor. If I lose the weight, then I, I'll stop beating myself up. If I make the, you know, six or seven figures in my business, I could stop beating myself up. If I finally meet my partner, I could stop beating myself up. And so we're trying to get some kind of external result to avoid this shame and guilt. Yes. And I, I mean, you know, with kids, I imagine that a lot of parents think, well, it's better than spanking them or it's better than, <laughs> than uh, you know, giving them time out to just kind of use verbal shame or guilt mm-hmm. to, to control them. Um, and in a way it is, uh, obviously, but because of its repetitive nature and its pervasive nature that it's everywhere and, and, and that we tend to internalize it, then it becomes a way, uh, like you say, of, of us trying to make changes in our life, mm-hmm. whether it be in these areas, relationships, uh, career and health, and spirituality as well. But in relationships, think about this. If we try to shame or guilt our partner mm. into doing stuff, mm-hmm. 
we see this with dating a lot. Well, okay, fine. If you don't want to take me out on Saturday night, I'm just going to go and date, go out and date again. Or yeah, we're trying to manipulate their behavior. How we, how do we manipulate other people's behavior? That's right. How do we do that to our team? How do we do that with our, um, with our, um, uh, clients? If you have a client that's not motivated, do you shame them? And we see this sometimes in the coaching industry, the, the teacher would be up on stage and a big, powerful teacher, and the person comes up to the mic and they shame them for what they're, they're asking publicly. And it's just not very constructive. Right. Uh, I was, uh, seeing, uh, this documentary on, uh, Japanese uh, workers Mm -hmm. and how they're working themselves to death, literally. Mm -hmm. Some of them are dropping dead from overwork. And so some companies installed uh, a mandatory weekend and go home early kind of stuff. Oh, good. But none of them would take them up because nobody nobody wanted to be the first one out the door. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's that internalizing mechanism that nobody has to shame us. We shame ourselves yeah. because we internalize that voice and it becomes part of the way we see ourselves in the world. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. If you're enjoying this conversation and do not want it to end, it doesn't have to. You can join us on our Facebook fan page at Creative Mind Method. And continue the conversation, get tools, free visualizations, free downloads, and announcements of live events and new courses that we're hosting. So join us after the show at Creative Mind Method on Facebook. See you there. You know, that's a really good point because what I noticed in a very common factor with uh, entrepreneurs and people starting their own business or even people that are in the corporate world, there's this idea that you have to work hard mm. to earn the money oh, yeah. and that if money comes easy, then you're, you feel guilty or people feel guilty charging more. Um, I, I, you know, I get my hair done and my nails done and I'm always telling my, the people I, I hire for services that they're not charging enough. And, uh, and, and it's really, there's this kind of guilt of asking for more. And I think in society, we have this idea that we only could have our share. When we were kids, I remember there was four of us and we had to hold our sodas together (laughs) to make sure we all had the same amount. And God forbid one person was favored over the other. It's There's some kind of um, socially constructed, everyone has to have the same piece of the pie. So we do this with careers as well. A lot of women won't bring... They're afraid to become the boss because then they're going to lose their relationships with the people on their level. So a lot of uh, it affects so much more than what it is. Absolutely. Uh, And in couples, we know that often if the woman makes more than the the man, Mm. uh, the man feels shame Mm -hmm. uh, or or maybe the woman feels guilt Mm -hmm. or both. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have all these very subtle uh, dynamics going on based on guilt and shame, and let's talk about the weight one because it's, I think it's such a big one for mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. Are you, why are you looking at me? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about myself actually. <laughs> when I look in the mirror, you know, I sometimes use that kind of logic of I should be doing better than than uh than I am. Mm-hmm. 
I should be working out, I should be thinner, I should be stronger, whatever. We all kind of have that internalized mechanism too. Mm-hmm. What's going on with with women, do you think? I mean, oh, what we, kind well, of... I think when women look in the mirror and they're naked, they say, oh my God, I look so fabulous every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I think it, it's, it's uh, this false uh, idea of what um, optimal health is as well. I mean... Um, people see models that are airbrushed and there's this unrealistic expectation, but also there's this, um, you know, with food, it it is kind of a weird thing because we want to feel good Mm. when we eat the food, but then we feel guilty and we're taught to feel guilty for eating bad foods for us. Even if you just want to be healthy, not even just lose weight, but even if you like people are shamed for eating meat, people are shamed for eating McDonald's, people are shamed for eating um, processed foods, and so you shouldn't it, be doing that. So even if you're, if you're, let's say, breaking the rules and, and eating what you want, you're not even enjoying that. Because you're guilty. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So you feel that, uh, or that people do it a lot of times about, uh, in their home by themselves. They'll do a lot, like I worked with a lot of women. When I did weight loss for hypnosis, it was always uh, this closet eating, uh, storing cookies under your bed and you know eating them when no one was around or... Um, late night snacking when everyone's asleep, that type of thing. So, and I, I also think that what people do to motivate themselves for change is shame and guilt. They motivate themselves like I shouldn't. I'm 40 years old and I should be in a relationship. I should be having children. And there's something shameful about me that no one loves me. Um, and we look for that love, that person to tell, take away our shame. Um, we also, a lot of women in relationships too, when they want to say no to someone, I'd say a really nice guy comes into their life. They're not interested. They feel guilt Mm -hmm. just saying, no, I'm not interested. I used to feel that way too. There's this tremendous amount of guilt. And then they'd feel like, well, I feel like I should go out with him one more time. And they're guilting themselves into going out so they can convince themselves they did Mm -hmm. something right or they're a good person. And so that comes up in, in dating as well. I've also worked with people that feel uh, they don't deserve the love that this mm-hmm. other person offers them. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of related, right? It's because, a shame. Yeah, they, they feel guilty in a sense of accepting or, mm. or shame in, in uh, I don't know, being... Like there's something wrong with me. What, what is, why do you like me? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, something like that. So th- there's all these subtle uh, dynamics playing out. So we should do another show on this because there's so much to talk about. But let's talk about um, what is a instead of using shame and guilt to mm-hmm. regulate our life and change our behavior. What can we use to change our behavior? How can we go for the love we want, the success we want, and the weight or health healthy body we want without shame and guilt? Right. Or even if it's there, not let it drive us. Yeah, that's a good point. What can motivate us beyond our very primitive kind of approach to uh, getting our, ourselves to make changes in our life? I would say it's having a purpose. Mm-hmm. Something beyond our... Social survival. Yeah, it's like people like us and we're fitting in and we're doing what everyone expects of us. We're doing it for a higher purpose. Right. It's almost like uh, if we leave the mechanism in place that was set by our 
parents and our teachers, then we're setting ourselves up for this way of change Mm -hmm. that we think we have to shame and guilt ourselves into change, into motivating change. Mm -hmm. But if we have a higher purpose, if we have a, a, a bigger why, a reason why we do what we do, whether it be in relationships, career, health, spirituality, then we can motivate ourselves from a different place, from a higher place. So I have a a really good quick exercise that you can do. And that is, you are going to feel shame and guilt. It's part of our our conditioning. So it's not like you're going to get rid of it. But I want you to notice when you're feeling it, when you're doing it, become more hyper aware of that. So you, first of all, the first step is to identify when you're your mind is, your ego's using it and see that it's, it's just a mechanism your ego thinks is what's going to motivate you and then question that and then say, what is a higher motivation than this feeling I'm feeling right now for me to have this thing that I want? And that's the question. And I want you to sit with that question and not looking for the answer immediately. Like the first thing that comes to your mind, it's more, let me just think about this and contemplate what would be the higher why for me to do this? Instead of avoiding shame or guilt, what would be a higher why? And uh, once you come up with that, use that as your kind of North Star, that holding in your mind that, I- that image of that purpose. So when the shame and guilt starts to play with you, pull it, its little strings on you, you can say, nope, I'm choosing the higher ground. And what will happen is you'll start to train yourself not to fall into those old patterns and you'll start to step out of them and you'll feel much lighter and you'll probably get better results. Yes. So deep meaning is the key Mm -hmm. because deep meaning gets at that deeper purpose in Mm -hmm. why you're living, why you're doing things. Why do you want relationships? Why you're building a career and why you want better health. Like your soul doesn't care about what other people think. (laughs) So if you didn't care about what other people think, what would be your why? And so that's how we do it. Well, great, uh, great topic. (laughs) I think we're going to have to do another one of these. Um, We are going to be doing our emotional wisdom training next year, 2020. And so find out more about that. If you come to our Facebook page, we have uh, information on that. If you're interested in getting trained in how to work with emotions and we will have another episode on emotions next week. That's right. Coming up. We're going to talk about fear. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye.